Chapter 20 Dan had grown up in an unreligious house. One where his mother didn't pressure him to find a faith after the age of ten. But a Bible summer camp down the street from his home allowed him to socialize between school years as a young boy. There, he was shown images of a bearded man in a robe sitting in the woods among a small gathering of children. Another one depicted a dark night sky lit with stars and gliding among them a winged man blowing a horn. The most memorable of these illustrations was one of a man walking among pale, foam-blue painted clouds that framed him from all sides. The man's back was turned, and one hand held a long, curved-end shepherd's staff while his head was bowed in prayer. This image made a lasting impression, and when Dan experienced the confused feelings regarding the death of his grandparents and estranged father, he would think of this picture to bring a lasting peace to the idea of death. Having no solid grasp on his own beliefs, this figure among the heavens was as ingrained in him as the English language. It was where you went when you died. But dying can only be understood from experience. Dying is a rope tied at your neck and another at your waist. Death are the arms that pull at these ropes from opposite sides, pull you apart, tear you in half, and drain you of life. Death are the hands that hold you in place and cover you in flames. Death is the sound of your own flesh as it pops and melts. Death is in the weight of your ashes as they lift in the air. Dan's body was floating face up, tangled in the lines of a large fishing net being pulled along the water's surface. The sky above him was littered with sparkling stars encircled by thin tips of tree branches. He spun in place, then, with a jerk, moved further toward the shoreline, stopping to float along with the current before another jerk would drag him closer to shore. Two teenagers, dressed in black and hidden among the shadows, were pulling at the net. One was a fat, pale boy with a patch of red hair growing beneath his chin. He grunted with each lift of the rope, and sweat fell from his face as he knelt, wheezing. The chains hanging from his pants clanged and chimed in the silence of night. Next to him was a small, thin girl with purple hair pulled back in a ponytail. Her young little face was studded with several piercings. She was having the most difficulty with the net's rope, pressing at it with her boot as it coiled on the ground beneath her, using her one good hand to pull at the net. Her other hand 
was missing. It was just a pink, fleshy stump. They got him to the shore and hoisted Dan's body over their shoulders, stabilizing him upright between them. Dan's shoes drug along in the dirt as the boy and girl carried him up the hill toward a house at the top. The hill was steep, and the large boy staggered several times, dropping Dan and falling to his hands and knees. The girl wasn't much help, and giggled as they climbed. Halfway up, they stopped to rest, and the boy pulled out two cigarettes. They sat down on a pair of large rocks and smoked for a few minutes. The boy looked up at the stars and spit out the smoke without inhaling. The girl took long drags and let smoke fall out her nose in slow, thick clouds. Dan's limp, wet body lay between them in the grass. The boy picked up a stick and pretended to whack at Dan with it. Then he pretended to saw at him with it. The girl laughed, leaning over and kissing the boy. The boy immediately dropped the stick and flicked away his cigarette. Soon the two of them were locked together, the boy's hands running up and down the girl's nylon-covered legs and squeezing beneath her shirt. He cupped at her breasts and moaned as she started to bite at his neck. The girl grabbed the boy's belt buckle with her only hand and jerked it back and forth to loosen it before using her teeth to unbutton his pants. The boy pulled out his penis with shaking hands. More sweat fell from his face. The girl slid from the rock to her knees, swallowing the length of his cock between her lips and playing at the base of his testicles the tip of her tongue, while the boy pulled her tank top and bra up and over her head. He fought with his heels, stomping at his pants to remove them. They jingled as the many chains fell into one another. The girl laid to one side, removing her boots and skirt, and pulled down her nylons while propping herself up on her stump of an arm. After removing his shirt, the boy stood over her, naked and lit white by the moon. The girl laughed and poked at his fat stomach with her toes. The boy climbed down to his knees and kissed her, pushing his tongue deep inside her mouth and moaning once again. His hands fidgeted between her legs as he took his own dick and started to slowly thrust with his hips grunting with each push. The girl was resting her shoulder blades against Dan's body where it laid face up, his dead, open eyes staring at the stars. The girl began to pant as the boy penetrated her deeper and deeper. Dan's shirt on her back was cold and damp and turned her on. The stiffness of Dan's body as she grappled her hands back over his leg for support was just the feeling she needed in that moment. 
The boy's hips began to rock back and forth, and the girl wrapped her legs around the boy's sides, curling her toes. Beneath them, Dan's body began to rock to the same steady motion. The sounds of the boy and girl's breath rose into the leaves above them. The boy's voice became rhythmic moaning, while the girl shouted, Oh, over and over. Soon, these two sounds curled together and burst, spilling out like foam. The boy had tried to ejaculate onto the girl's stomach and chest, but the excitement had thrown his aim much farther. A thick, cooling droplet of semen spread across Dan's face and spilled into his hair. Neither the boy or girl thought to wipe it off of him as they sat up and gathered their clothes, helping each other get dressed. The girl laughed as the boy pulled up her leggings and grabbed her by the hips. They kissed again, this time quickly. The boy didn't bother to button his shirt or tuck it back in. His pale chest and stomach folded over several times as he bent at the waist to grab his shoes. He knelt and tied his laces, then dropped a shoulder to Dan's body and hoisted him in the air throwing him over his shoulder. Dan's hair was clumped with dead leaves and tiny twigs. The girl brushed at them, adjusting his part to give it more style. There was an emptiness in her eyes as she ruffled her fingers through Dan's hair. The boy had his back to her and didn't notice. They started back up the hill, this time much quicker almost running. They dodged around low-hanging tree limbs and stumbled over the dead ones lying in the dirt. The house at the top of the hill looked down on them, its big glowing windows hovering like a pair of eyes. Now the night was all around. The moon hung in the center of the sky. The girl rushed up ahead of the boy as they reached the front steps. She pulled open the front door and held it open for him. The boy stepped inside and squatted, dropping Dan's body onto the hardwood floor. The girl walked past them and into another room. The boy stood over Dan. He bent down and started unbuckling Dan's belt with one hand, ripping open the buttons of Dan's shirt with the other. The girl came back into the room, carrying a single red candle. The flame from it was enormous, and the wax was running down its sides and drying over the girl's fingers. She looked over at the boy. He had Dan's body nearly undressed and was crouching at the feet, picking at the double-knotted laces on Dan's boots. She walked back over to the front door and closed it. Outside the air and trees fell silent. The moon drifted behind a cloud and the glowing windows of the house stood alone in the darkness.